You're listening to the podcast version of Spark TV, a monthly drop of interviews where we have a wine with the world's most inspirational female founders. I'm your host, Danielle Lewis, the CEO and co-founder of Scrunch, a global influencer marketing community, as well as the founder of Spark Founders Program, a global membership for female founders who are ready to grow their business. Our vision for Spark TV is to share founder stories so you might garner inspiration and pick up strategies to shortcut your own success. Before we start, I do have a special request. Press pause and go and get yourself a glass of vino. We've both got one and we want to share it with you. Got it? Amazing. Remember, you can also watch these episodes on our YouTube channel, Spark Founders Program, or you can follow our Instagram account at Spark Founders Program for daily business tips. Now sit back, enjoy the vino, and let's bring a little spark to your business. Amazing. Lucinda, welcome to Spark TV. Cheers. Cheers. I'm so embarrassed of my goblet. It's like enormous, but you know. Don't worry, I did pour the entire piccolo into this, so I'm with yeah. you. I so we've like probably just... both got about 1.6 standards. That's right, that's right. We're <laughs> in it together. Yeah, exactly. We're on a journey. I'm so excited that you're with me here. It's not just me alone. So thank you for your moral support. You can always rely on me for that at any time. <laughs> well, I might have you as a repeat guest then. Yeah, <laughs> that could be dangerous, I think. Totally. Amazing. Well, look, the way I like to start these off is by sharing your story. So um, obviously you are the owner, founder, all things amazing at Bailey PR. Um, but uh, how did you start that? Was there is there a backstory? Did you have a career first? Have you always been in business? Like, tell us how you got here. Yeah, for sure. So it's really, um, it's still pretty early days of BPR, which is kind of crazy because it's just gone gangbusters really quickly. Um, but yeah, I've been in PR, marketing, comms, um, a lot more PR, comms side of things for like a decade. Wow. Um, so started my career in Brizzy. I went to UQ, you know, I did the did the whole UQ thing, studying in the library every night. Um, <laughs> Very uh, studious of you, good. I know. Oh, God. Fours open doors is all I can say. <laughs> I'm not sure how much studying actually got done. Um, and so I um, started my career in um, on Jane Street in New Farm. So I started with, like, their PR and comms office um, and the department that kind of runs the precinct. After a couple of years, I moved to London. I worked in the startup world over in London. I loved that. Um, got kicked out after two years because of my visa and a startup. Yes. Like, it wasn't like one of those like unicorn startups that's going to sponsor me. It was it? Like, yeah, <laughs> like bootstrap. It was a startup. see you later startup. <laughs> like, cool. We don't even need to give you a raise anymore. Like, move <laughs> on and we'll get someone else who's you two years ago oh my god um and so I came back and then I started actually working in the healthcare space so like the pediatric healthcare space mm-hmm. um so I kind of darted between there and agency um and that was kind of my first time that I got agency experience which I loved um but yeah also really loved that pediatric healthcare so I ended up going back there because it was really nice doing something with meaning um, and I was pretty much there until a few months ago um, because I started BPR at the end of last year-ish yeah. um, as essentially like a side hustle freelancer, you know, 
my friend would constantly get requests from friends and family asking, mm-hmm. can you help me with this press release? Or, hey, how should I do this? Or what do I do on social media here? Or how do I mm-hmm. run this campaign? Um, and obviously I was just like, yeah, sure. Give, 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 give. And then I kind of figured out, okay, if I actually put a framework around this, then mm-hmm. I can kind of charge even though that my friends and family, I can't just keep, you know, going and going. You can't like, you're not running a charity here. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, um, yeah, just put a kind of framework around it, put up an Instagram, very organic. Um, and then next thing I know, I was like getting inquiries from people I didn't know. Um, so I was still working full time and doing it on the side. So I'd kind of get home from my job, sit at my computer until like 10, 11 PM. And then couldn't do that anymore. So then I asked to go part-time at my previous role, um, which was at the Children's Hospital Foundation, which was amazing. And I just loved it so much. And my boss there was amazing and supportive and said yes. Um, And then about two weeks after I went part-time, I handed in my resignation. So (laughs) I don't know how happy she was with me then. Um, You're fabulous, but I'm leaving. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I was like, thank you so much for the support. It's so great that it's allowed me to actually piss off now. (laughs) But but so cool though. Like amazing that you like made it happen in two weeks. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it took a bit for me to go part time, obviously. Yeah, it was kind of yeah. Like four weeks you can go part time, but yeah, it's just all moved insanely quickly. I kind of decided in January that okay, I'll actually give it a nudge. Mm. You know, I've started this thing, but I wasn't really putting any energy into it. Okay, I'll give it a nudge now, and then in September, it's you know five days a week, nine to five. Mm. Um, yeah, so that's kind of how it started and it just kind of snowballed, really. That's so cool. Yeah. But like, but I, and I guess the thing is, is like it was very clear that people needed help, you know, yeah. like if people are reaching out organically going, hey, I know you're an expert in something, can you please help? Seems like a good idea to build a business around. Yeah, but you always, like you think that, you know, people ask you or I felt like, you know, people would come and ask me, then I'd give them my help and I would always be like, that was probably the worst advice. They're probably never going to come back to me. Like, why would they ever, you know, actually, like I could never do this as a business because I'm probably not actually very good at it. I mean, that's like the classic imposter syndrome. So that took ages to get over. Still, How did you get over it? Did you, do you have any secrets? Um, I was actually speaking to my therapist about this the other day. Love that. I was saying like, you just have to realize what the facts are and what's fiction. So like, what is your brain telling you, but what's like, yeah, you know, the outcomes, what are the outcomes telling you? And the outcomes are that I'm getting repeat clients. I'm, you know, getting good feedback. Yeah. So if that's the feedback that's coming to me, my brain can't keep telling me that I'm not good at it or I'm yeah. you know, doing a bad job because if I was, the outcomes would be different, but then my brain is still like, but it will happen. They'll stop yeah. coming back. Just wait. Just yeah. wait. Yeah. I'll be right it's one day. Yeah, yeah. It's like just when you're nice and comfortable and you can stop <laughs> this, I'm here to wipe it all out. So, um, yeah, I, I think that's something that doesn't really ever go away, especially in women. Um, yeah. But, yeah. It's, wow. It's- so talk to me about PR then. So, you know, we hear about PR and that we all need it and it's like, it seems to be a bit of a, an, an art 
um, mm-hmm. in a lot of people's opinion. So I'm keen to understand what it is and why we need it first. And then I'll ask you another question. Okay. Um, I mean, I really should have my sales pitch for this more yeah. nailed down because it's like, why do I need PR? And I'm like, um, let me think. Um, because it's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you get to hang out with me. Um, <laughs> so I think, I mean. yeah, yeah. I think people have this perception of PR as um, very similar to marketing or just like social media influencers or, mm. you know, you've got characters on Sex in the City like Samantha Jones. Is that mm. a Samantha Jones? Yeah. Um, you know, and it's like this fabulous lunching, blah, blah, blah. But it's really, um, I think it's the reason that most people and um, businesses need PR is for that kind of steadiness and that reliability is because when you're building your brand, if you don't have PR there to complement it or you don't have someone guiding, you know, where it's going, who it's going out to, then there's no point in really doing it. Um, so I just think it's it's really about strategically aligning your brand or your mm. business or your personal brand or whatever it is to the places that you want it to go and to the people mm. that you want it to be in front of. Yeah. Um, because there's only so much that digital marketing can do. Um, and t- from my perspective, I find PR as more authentic in a way mm-hmm. um there's this saying and it's like um advertising is um like telling people that you're good and then it's like PR is making them believe it yeah um or having them believe that you're good or seeking you out as opposed mm-hmm. to you seeking them out um but yeah I think it's it's just a lot more holistic for a brand and I think you know it, it encapsulates so many different arenas And I, you know, I love the traditional side of PR. I love, you know, writing a press release and getting it in print media or getting it on, you know, an online blog or whatever that might be. But then there's, you know, stakeholder engagement. Mm. Um, There's, you know, copywriting and engaging with your customers. There's coming up with internal comm strategies. Um, So, yeah, it's very multifaceted as well. It's not just, hey, here's your name in print. Give me some money. Yeah, I I mean, I love that too, because when I think about it, I always think like anytime I've talked to PR people, it's always been about like, what story can we tell? Mm. And that doesn't happen in advertising. Like you said, advertising is usually just shouting at people going, hey, this is what we're awesome at. Yes, exactly. And this is how much we'll charge you for it. And it's 20% off. Um, Oh, God, yes. Yeah, yeah. And like storytelling is one of my favorite things to do. Like I love brand storytelling um it's something that I fell in love with even more in the pediatric health care space because obviously I was working with a lot of families and a lot of kids who were going through you know these unbelievable journeys um and yeah I think everyone has a story and everyone every brand has a story as well you know I'm working with small businesses that you know are working out of their garage just trying to push a product that they really believe in Um, and that just makes me really happy working with them and then being able to see results because it it means a little bit more yeah totally and um and interesting I love the the you know you being able to tell these brand stories what do you think the value is of getting someone like you to do PR versus me as business owner to try my hand at PR I mean I think 
there's advantages to both because mm-hmm. sometimes you do find that you know journals are like get this PR chick out of my face yeah <laughs> you know, and then like you might go and pitch and they might be like oh what a lovely little brand story <laughs> um, but then there is the flip side of that where you know the journalist is like why am I getting all these things from these small business owners I don't know any of them they're sending me eight page essays Mm. instead of you know three sentences Mm. um so yeah there's I think if you're a small business you're always going to want to try and do everything yourself yeah I know that because I have been trying to do a lot of things myself which I've quickly learned are not I'm not good at um so I think honestly it's more just something that could take a small business owner with no experience in PR eight hours to do could actually take me one hour and you know what's important where are you investing your money where are you investing your time and just doing it really smartly um I think it's also realizing the moment that you need it because you know you don't necessarily need PR the second that you decide to create a business yeah you might, but you might not um you might not need it for two years you might not need it for 10 years um but it's kind of at one point thinking, okay, well, actually this acquisition's coming up. So maybe we get some PR around that or, Hey, I actually just can't do it all myself. Mm. Or actually I'm going to hire a digital marketing person in house and then outsource the PR side. Sorry. My dog has a squeaky toy outside. If you can, (laughs) I thought it was a bird. (laughs) No, no, that's my dog, Gertie. Love it. Yeah. She's like, hi, woman, go mom. Awesome. I know that's it. We always need cheerleaders. Exactly. Um, But yeah, I think, I think it's just about finding the right time and then also, you know, prioritizing like it is with Mm -hmm. any business or any investment that you make as a small business owner it took me so long to invest in an accountant mm, and I can yeah. tell you that was de- like desperately needed because I'm I'm in communications for a reason um so I think once you kind of do it you're like oh this is this oh, is I see fun. now yeah. yeah and I think PR is one of those things as well because it's like oh that's what you do um so yeah no, I love that because I you're so spot on, right? As business owners, we we think that we're amazing. And we're usually like hyper optimistic people as well. So we kind of think we can do everything. Yeah. And, and I'm like, like, why oh, would oh, I spend, even if it's like $300 a month, like even if it's super cheap, I'm like, why would I spend $300 a month? And that could be in my pocket and I could easily do this. And then two months later, I'm only $600 richer, but I've actually spent way more hours doing that that I could have been charging out it you know it's just ridiculous it's so funny is that we just have like this such short-term view of things Mm. like and and women do this too like don't invest in themselves and their business as Mm. much yeah that's something I'm really really struggling to do is actually like yeah invest the money into expanding it and I think that also Mm. ties in a bit to the imposter syndrome as well because I'm like if you do this and it doesn't work out what will happen oh my god what will happen yeah and it will be really embarrassing um but yeah I think yeah you you figure it out along the way right hopefully yeah I'm look I'm with you I'm 10 years <laughs> in and I'm still crossing my fingers so yeah, yeah, who well, knows? Who yeah. Knows? in 10 years time we'll catch up again and we'll we'll see how it all we'll trade notes amazing yeah. <laughs> it'll be an in real lifeline next time mm-hmm. um so how did you find the transition from uh, being an employee in PR to running your own business in PR. Yeah. Um, 
interesting and kind of easier than I anticipated but I guess there's a lot of like backstory um and I guess you know obviously there was the pandemic we have all been used to working from home I think like that would have been a huge shock to my system if I hadn't had these Mm. like you know procedures and um routines in place yeah you know working from home for a period of time and then still you know until the end I was still doing two days at at home a week um so I think that made a huge difference because that wasn't something super intimidating for me or something Mm. scary um and then obviously the biggest challenge for me ongoing is managing my own salary um managing my own finances because my brain does not work with the numbers like it just (laughs) like it's not it not even a joke like it cannot Mm. numbers sometimes you know I'll say to my fiance, he'll be like, oh, you know, we owe Hannah $30. And I'm like, oh, and I actually owe 20 from the other day. So I'll just transfer a 70 now. And he's like, no, what? don't transfer her $70. Like, um, so that I think is like the biggest struggle in like finding that time to actually, okay, I'm doing client work. Mm-hmm. When, when do I actually do the BPR stuff? Yeah. Um, and then I think it's also been difficult just managing my own time and switching off has yeah. been probably the most difficult thing because mm-hmm. especially in the past few weeks, um, you know, I've had a lot of weddings on. So I'm out of the office on a Friday and mm-hmm. all of a sudden, you know, it's not just that I'm on annual leave. It's that I'm a sole trader. I'm the only one doing it. This works mm-hmm. up whether I like it or not. So if I have to have a Friday off, generally that means I'm working on my Sunday. Yeah, um, yeah, and I kind of hate that. <laughs> I was like, like "Where's my annual leave? Yeah. What, a crap, what a crap boss!" <laughs> I know. I'm like, whatever happened to me? Just like putting me out of office on and not giving a shit. Yeah. Um, so I miss that, but you know, the pros definitely outweigh the cons. Um, what do you and, love about it? Um, it's just satisfying, like super satisfying. I love running my own race. Um. Mm doing like the flexibility just being able to kind of answer to myself um Mm -hmm. obviously there's being accountable to yourself is within that but um and I think it's just it's really rewarding seeing myself achieve things that I didn't think that I could necessarily achieve so Mm -hmm. um I mentioned before obviously it was a bit of a backstory between going from employee to business owner but I like so many women across Australia about two years ago, I was diagnosed with ADHD. Um, Yeah. So I'd been undiagnosed my whole life and um, about, and this was kind of before anyone was talking about ADHD. So when my psychiatrist or my psychologist suggested that maybe this was what it was, I was like, that is the weirdest thing. Yeah. I was like, you kind of think about kids, right? Like when you hear ADHD, you just think about kids that yeah, well, because yeah. Like, I've got a little cousin who has it and he's just mm. like, you know, this, he was this little boy that just bounced off the walls and just had all this energy and um, and it just shows up in such a different way. And so when my psychologist told me that, I was like, sweetie, back up. Yep. Like, I'm pretty <laughs> sure that you're going to tell me that I had like bipolar or whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, and so then I've recently, you know, become medicated for that and it's just like the Has change- it made a difference? like the most astronomical difference. I wouldn't even be sitting wow. now if it wasn't for that because now I've always, you know, been creative and I've always had 
I think drive, but I've just never been able to channel it. And all of a sudden my brain is just apparently operating the way normal people's brains do. Wow. Um, that yeah. is so cool. Yeah. So I think the transition would have been way more overwhelming if mm. I, yeah, it wasn't, if I hadn't figured this part about how my brain operates. So yeah, it is, it is pretty cool and it's pretty gratifying to know. So what were the, what were the big like flags for you? What were you struggling with that made you kind of talk to, to talk to a psychologist about it to even get to the, that diagnosis? Like yeah, if, anyone, well, if anyone's listening, I'm kind of going, are we, can we look out for anything? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, you know, I'm really like candid and open about all of this stuff. So, you know, I really like being able to speak about it. Um, but honestly, I was just feeling really like it was, you know, just, it was during the pandemic. Mm. I was just down. I just couldn't like regulate my emotions. I've always kind of struggled with depression and anxiety throughout my life. It just kind of felt like it was all in a pressure cooker. Mm. Um, and my GP was just like, look, I think we can do better than this. And I was like, same. I yeah. know we can do better than this. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And it was just really this like over, like I was just overwhelmed all the yeah. time. With things that wouldn't overwhelm a normal person. Mm. Um apparently <laughs> um, and, yeah and really like sensitive um so I just yeah get really really sensitive really overwhelmed at things that shouldn't have been stressing me out or shouldn't have been mm. these spirals um and yeah it all just turned around and wow. yeah yeah so I think so cool. the whole like thing with all these women coming out with ADHD now is just it's going to be really interesting to see like oh my god we're finally going to take over the world yeah I know I I really am interested to see if there's going to be like a rise in female-led businesses a rise in female Mm. CEOs a rise in female bosses because it's just like all of a sudden my brain can work in a normal way um and I was even reading today Mia Friedman from Mamma Mm. Mia she was diagnosed at 49. Um, so she just written wow. this whole thing on for Mamma Mia. And quite often, um, you know, women who have it are really like high performers, but they can't balance or, you know, they have mm. a million other things going on. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna be watching the stats closely. That's so cool. I love I just love that. And I love that you're like open about it as well. Oh, so open about it. Because and I'm just so glad people are open about it because I know there are so many people that are just like sitting behind their desks, like banging their head against the desk, kind mm-hmm. of going, why, why, what is it? What is up with me? You know? Yeah. And like what is stopping me? Like yeah. I because I've always thought that I knew that I could like be be a business owner and start my own business and Hmm. like you know my parents have always said do you think you'll ever go out on your own and my partners always said it and my friends have always said it and I've always been like no (laughs) the worst idea in the world I could never do that like horrific strike it from the record move on wow Um, so yeah it's it's really nice to have like gone through this journey and then had this really amazing thing at the end and my psychologist actually went on maternity leave for a period of time and when she came back I was like so much has happened I'm engaged I've started a new business and I was like but last time I spoke to you your life was falling apart and I'm like honestly couldn't be better <laughs> that is so cool yeah I she love was it. Like, that's really nice that's a breakthrough we call that a breakthrough yeah literally I think they call it a breakthrough um so yeah I was like kudos to you my oh. psychologist 
well done. This was you. Oh my God. That is awesome. That is so cool. Yeah. And it's just, I just love as well though, that you were brave enough to like talk about it and ask mm-hmm. questions because they also, um, so I, I lived with a, a partner who was very anxiety, depression, but wouldn't fix it, like wouldn't do anything, like wouldn't like, and I know it's hard and I can. Yeah. I, and it know. is a monster that feeds itself, oh. well, you know, so it is. And it's really difficult being in a position like that when it's someone you love because yeah, you want to kind of slap them across the face and be like, get your fucking ass up and work. In the words of Kim Kardashian. Yeah, oh my God, other, love her. Yeah, and what's our girl Kim. Um, but obviously there's the other side that, you know, has this deep empathy yeah. and understanding that it's completely out of their control. Yeah, but I and that's, I think, what I, I'm really, like, I guess, impressed with by you is that I know how, but because I've seen it firsthand how hard it is, I'm like, I also know how hard it is to, like, talk about it and ask for help. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the fact that you did that and then got to a resolution, had a solution and are now thriving is just awesome. I'm just, yeah. I absolutely love that. Thank you. And yeah, that's just why I, I want to talk about it all the time. And I, I want to shout it from the rooftops because I want to be like, chat. you can do it guys. Yeah, literally. <laughs> and like chat to one another guys, like speak yeah. to your friends and yeah, ask for help. And I think that resonates through so many different like facets of our lives, you know, in business as well. Like Mm. when you ask for help and you just overcome that fear. Yeah. changes. Oh, totally. Because, you know, business can be so lonely, right? Like, I mean, you mentioned uh, the pandemic. We all got used to working from home, blah, blah, blah. But it's still really hard. Like it's still super hard to get up in the morning. I walk downstairs, I get a coffee and I just go into another room. (laughs) I'm like in the office. Do you get dressed every morning? Do you like put on like clothes that like. I, I'm really bad. I only get dressed if I have to do like podcasts or meetings. Okay. Yeah. Um, And also I'm only half dressed. I have tracksuit pants on and slippers on. (laughs) I've just exposed you. (laughs) You have. I have makeup on, but also slippers. (laughs) Well, I mean, I have no shoes on. I've got socks on. It's kind (laughs) of similar, but I am wearing jeans. That's something that I'm trying to do. And let's see how long it lasts. But I like wake up every morning and like getting dressed and clothes that like excite me or make me feel good because I I just feel like and especially as someone who has you know dealt with mental health problems as well I can imagine that could be a slippery slope too but Mm. I mean this is still like you know the comfiest thing I'm like it's practically still in loungewear yeah yeah exactly I'm like yeah but I think getting up in the morning and putting clothes on is like often a struggle because you're like I don't need to yeah, who's going to know? Yeah. My partner, well, like, my partner leaves for work at like 6 a.m. He doesn't know. <laughs> You'd be like, I've just already showered. And That's right. I, I, I looked home. amazing like 10 minutes ago. Yeah. And I think like this morning I had a shower at like 10 a.m. And I'm yeah. like, this is weird. Like, I think I think a bit of routine will set me free. Um, but yeah. Well, I mean, it's interesting as well. Like, I think that is important for as much as I joke about the fact that I'm only half dressed. Yeah. I think it is really important to understand what is important to you, like what routines yeah. get you into the zone, yeah. um, whether it's getting dressed, whether it's the shower, whether it's makeup, whether it's, you know, um, I know some people have their home office. So then when they fi- finish for the day, they close the door. So it's like physically mm. shut off. Like I kind of do think you need to be a little bit self-aware in business and try and figure out the things that work best for you. For sure. And I think, 
yeah, like I've got girlfriends who can happily work all day from the couch and it's mm. no problem for them. And I'm like, go off, sis. That's awesome. I yeah. wish I could do that, but mm. I can't. Mine, makes um, my neck hurt. It makes yeah. my neck hurt. Well, like, I just am like. A little ergonomic chair. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, this is comfy. I might just have a nap. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's not where I'm my most productive self. Whereas like yeah. some of my girlfriends are like, I'm genuinely so much more productive sitting there. Yeah. So yeah, I think it it will just be a bit of a learning period as to how I figure that out. The mm-hmm. one thing that I realized that I need to start doing, which I've started doing, is putting in like a meeting-free day. Yes. Um, at least a no meetings out day because mm-hmm. obviously the nature of my business is I'm constantly meeting with clients. I'm constantly mm-hmm you know, out at events or talking to people for whatever reason or on BD meetings. Mm. Um, and then it might get to Friday and I'm like, um, I haven't done anything. Oh, crap. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I need to, yeah, make like a computer day. And I can obviously do a few Zoom calls and stuff, but just saving that travel time, driving around everywhere. I think that's really important. And I think just because, I'm working for myself and just because it's my business doesn't mean that I can't like afford myself luxuries like that. Yes. Um, because at first that was like a bridge that I had to get over. I was like, well, no, I've got to hustle. I've got to do it. I've got to build mm. it. And I'm like, okay, no, this is what's going to work for you. And this is how you're going to, you know, get longevity and this is sustainable. Um, mm. So I, yeah, I think it is affording yourself that flexibility and you've, you know, I wanted to go out on my own to have a bit more flexibility yeah. and to, you know, run my own race and control my own life a bit more. And so if I wanted to do that, actually do it. Totally. And that's, it's like, if you want to run yourself into the ground, you could do that for somebody mm-hmm. else. Like you could work in a hundred percent, like get paid lots, have no responsibility, like exactly. switch off when you get home. Yeah. Go on annual leave. Go on annual leave. Take Fridays have, off. Have somebody else there to do the job when you're not. Oh, yeah. Home. You know when you're out of office where you get to, like, tag the other person? Please I see know. Sophie. She will be looking after all of I my know. things. Now I'm like, please call me. If yeah. <laughs> if, that, if something's on fire, call me anyway. <laughs> yeah, literally. I almost want to start listing out, like, this is what constitutes as an, an actual emergency yeah they're like please see this list for emergencies please see this list for not emergencies it's not on that list don't don't call me <laughs> that is the best you have to do that yeah, yeah. oh my god <laughs> hopefully none of my clients listen to this they'll be like yeah, that's oh, right <laughs> oh my god I'm like I am service first but only to a certain point and only on lap on only on laptop days otherwise I'm in probably in meetings and can't really do yeah. it back anyway <laughs> no I would say it I would say it all to their faces that's and that's why they hire you because you're you (laughs) oh that's so good so how have you I mean interestingly because at Spark we're all about like sales and marketing and Mm -hmm. business growth and blah 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 have you found anything that's actually worked to get new clients for you um honestly just social media yeah Um, it's been huge and um Word of mouth, obviously, but that's not really something that you can buy or, you know. I think that just comes when you do good work for people. Yeah, exactly. Um, But honestly, shameless self-promotion. Love that. Like shameless. Um, And there was this speech that I watched um, the other day from, and I'm going to expose myself here, but Taylor Swift. 
I am so happy right now. Keep going. <laughs> Good. Good. I was like, here we go. Um, I don't know. You're speaking my language. It's important that we're shameless. Um, and when she got a doctorate of music from NYU mm. and she said this thing and it was like everything that you've ever wanted is on the other side of being afraid to be cringe mm. or something like that. And then it's like the second that you stop worrying about being cringe, yeah, so many doors open up. And I remember thinking, and I was like, I'm so scared to be cringe. Same, same. same. And I am cringe. Me and that's too. Okay. I'm super freaking cringe. Um, and so the the second that I stopped worrying, okay, people are going to think that I'm such a loser for promoting my business everywhere and mm. putting a face to it and they're going to, you know, think that I'm lame or talk about me behind my back or whatever. Yeah. The second I stopped caring about that is kind of how things started moving more because I, I was more visible and I just, yeah, didn't care. So I just plugged the crap out of myself, essentially. That's um, so good. I think everyone needs to write this down because I think you're right. So anyone listening, take out a pen and paper right now and write down shameless self-promotion. Yes, <laughs> plug the crap out of yourself. I think that's a better phrase. Plug the crap out of yourself. That's going to be the title of this podcast. Oh my God, I feel like that could sound like something else. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe we'll get more views. <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll get an interesting sponsor. <laughs> that is the best. Yeah. Spark TV takeoff. <laughs> <laughs> like you don't even want to know. Oh my God. Um, but yeah, I honestly think, I think that's it. Um, Cause I haven't done much in the way of, you know, like I've done like some booster posts on Instagram or yeah. um, I'm really, you know, focusing a lot more on LinkedIn and like building mm. my personal brand on LinkedIn. And again, that's such a cringy saying, yeah, personal brand, but it's important. Um, and I think as women in particular, it's, it's really hard to do and it's hard to overcome. Mm. And, you know, I don't, I don't think that you would be so worried about being judged if you were a man. Yeah, um, I really don't. And so I think it, yeah, it, it's scary. But once you kind of, once you do the first like four posts, all of a sudden you're like, well, whatever, keep doing it. You should see my friends DMs. Honestly, the poor girls, every time I post something on Instagram, I send it to all of them. And I say, like this, share it. <laughs> I love that so like, much. I'm like running a pyramid scheme. <laughs> <laughs> new sales strategy (laughs) you're like maybe we don't publish this episode Um, no it's so good I love it but I love you used a word so if we want to like dial it into something you use the word visible and I'm like that's what it is right like we are dealing with a sea of lots of competitors lots of content lots of stuff you've got to be in it to win it man for sure. And, um, you know, I think as well, like that is my bread and butter. Like what I do is PR. Yes. PR. Yeah. Oh no, you really do need to like walk the talk. Talk. I know. It's like, like if, if it doesn't, if it's not looking good, then mm. why would anyone hire me? Um, but yeah, it, it is that visibility. It's just making sure you're out there and, you know, doing things like this as well mm. and meeting people. Uh, since I've started BPR, since I decided to really dive into it the people that I've reconnected with yeah been amazing you know I've reached out to people I haven't spoken to in 10 years since I was you know at the 
beginning of my career mm. I put up with them for coffee and they're so great and supportive um there's one woman I'm working with at the moment Alex Graham I'm not sure if you know her but she's like is she a stylist yeah yeah uh, I'm pretty sure that I went to high school with her oh my god hilarious yeah um, pretty sure <laughs> I see her on Instagram and I don't even recognize her but I'm like I swear to god I went to high school with you I'm like she is just like everything yeah and, like she's and amazing she, she's like the big, like I hadn't spoken to her in 10 years. Yeah. I think she sent me a message being like, congratulations, you know, this looks great. I was like, oh, I'd love to pick your brain and talk shop. Mm. And she just has been such a support, um, has like connected me with so many people. Um, and so like, I think that can't be, you know, understated either is the, mm. the power of connection, yeah. making connections, speaking to people and forming those relationships. If you're in that kind of business um yes. because yeah that that's how you meet people that's how you get clients um well I mean and I'd hazard to say that everyone's in that business yeah exactly you know, like I'm sure it doesn't matter what product or service that you actually sell like you need to be networked in your industry 100% and like I like it I like meeting people I want yes. to hang out with people I mean I'm I'm like an introverted extrovert. So mm-hmm. I love being at the parties. I love doing the things, but then I'll get home and I'm like, I'm going to sleep for 18 days. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think the power of connection is just so vital mm. when you're in the infancy of a business. Um, and that's also, you know, where word of mouth comes in as well, mm-hmm. because I had a call with someone yesterday who was saying, oh, I was over in New Zealand with, you know, your best friend's mum. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. And she was saying, I needed to get in touch with you. So here I am getting in touch with you. So it's like find the people that are on your side. um, And, you know, they like when people boost you up, it makes you feel so good as well. And, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and I think, you know, if you give that back and if you reciprocate that respect and that, you know, let's like use one another to empower one another instead of trying to like step on each other like competitors aren't I don't think of competitors as competitors I just like I'd like to work with them how do we collaborate yes uh, on and that's it we all bring our own kind of niche superpower to our businesses I love Mm -hmm. I love that thought of collaboration and connection and you know yeah, it's interesting. Like, I feel like competitors bring on a whole new meaning now. Like in the old days, competitors were bad. And, sure. you know, I know I remember being in some in my early sales career, being in some meetings where people would talk badly about competitors. And I've made it my personal mission to never speak badly about a competitor. Sure. Um, you know, I, I feel everyone like everyone has a seat at the table, you know, like yeah. there's I mean, unless you're ripping somebody's work off. Yes. Or like doing something that's malicious mm. or greedy. Well, not greedy because that's not even like a, that's a whole different thing. But, you mm. know, if you're, if you're not intending to actually, you know, take someone's business yeah, be harmful, then, yeah, I think everyone can have a seat at the table. Totally. There is enough to go around. Yeah. Just don't copy small businesses. 
things totally. big large corporations if you're listening uh, yeah <laughs> please please <laughs> I'm sure they're listening so I think they are too look yeah, and they're probably like, listen to Bailey told me this so I'm gonna stop it right now yeah. <laughs> you are an influencer yeah clearly <laughs> clearly <laughs> I act like one online that's for sure <laughs> hey same shameless self-promotion I gotta do it I just learned that that is the key to success so do that <laughs> <laughs> yeah until oh. my friends stop talking to me because they're so sick of it but oh know. my god no and that's why friends are so great because they do like and share your stuff and for sure yeah it's amazing it's a free way to support you know your friend's small business like not everyone is going to not everyone I know or love is going to have something that they need my services for or be able yeah. to afford my services or not be able to you know use them for any for any kind of different reason, whether there's a conflict of interest or, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. But the one way that you can support someone who's got a small business is by sharing their posts, leaving them a review. You know, there's so many free and easy ways to support small businesses. So like do them if you can't actually put your money behind them because not everybody can. Totally. I love that so much. So last question to wrap up this episode. Yes. Otherwise I'll blabber on forever. Sorry. No, otherwise I'll need to pour another wine. So <laughs> <laughs> it's really a good way for you to like track time. Because that's, that's exactly right. Um, no, the, I actually have to slow down to have a podcast this long. <laughs> um, okay. So last question to wrap it up. Um, we have listeners who are a little scared about taking the leap. So they want to start their own business. Some of them may have an idea. Some may just want a business. What would be your piece of advice looking back on your journey? If someone was like, how do I just get started? What would you tell them? Um, I'd probably tell them two things. One, reach out to people that you admire and reach out to people that have done what you want to do um, and you think have done it seemingly successfully because I guarantee you it hasn't been a smooth road for them to get there and what you're seeing isn't the full story and it will hopefully not terrify you um, but hopefully you know make you feel like you can do it so reach out to those people and find a good mentor um, and then the other thing I would say is don't believe everything that your brain tells you. Oh my God. I love that so much. That is something that I've had to learn um, just because your brain's saying it doesn't mean it's real or doesn't mean mm -hmm. that it's a fact. So don't listen to your brain sometimes just do it. I love that so much. I know I'm supposed to be wrapping up this episode, but it just reminds me, we started um, the last intake of the live spark program this week. And the biggest thing that came up for people was that they didn't feel worthy of making mm. sales and what this idea of worthiness. And I was like, mm. I was reflecting and researching and listening to all the things. And I was like, worthiness is literally made up. Yeah. Like there's no manual. There's no benchmark. There's no list. Yeah. You're, it's crazy. You're, you're worthy to what? And I think as well, like, and like before when I said the word greedy and I was like, oh, no, no, I don't mean that because I think that's another thing as well. Like as women in business, we're always taught not to be greedy or not to be mm. um, driven by money or whatever. And I think mm. that's like a big thing for business owners and women going into business. That's a huge hurdle that you need to get over to. You mm. can't be driven by money. You can't yeah. want to the cash. You can't yeah. bring it in. Like the, like I've been literally gaslit 
in roles or in Mm. salary, you know, reviews where people, you know, make me feel bad for being driven by money or wanting more money because I should be doing this for the love of it. You're allowed to want to make money. You're allowed to want to use that money however the hell you want to use it. I like I want as much money as possible so I can have a good life and so I can help people. Totally. The more money you have, the bigger impact you can make. Yeah. But even if you don't want to make an impact, even if you just want to go to like St. Tropez and buy a yacht and then please invite me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. As long as I'm your friend. Yeah. Then you're allowed Um, to want that. Yeah. I mean, it would be nice if you did some good, but I just think, yeah, um, don't be afraid to be, Mm. don't be afraid to be motivated by money just because we've been told that that's not what we're meant to, to do. Yeah. Um, again, I don't think that there's ever been, well, I'm sure there has been, but I think it's a lot more rare for men to be embarrassed about being totally. And that is something that took me a long time to get over to actually admit, you know what? I actually am motivated by money. That is, yeah. a, that is a motivator for me amongst a million other things. Mm. That is one of them. And yeah, women shouldn't be afraid to admit that. I think there is no better way to end. You are absolutely amazing, Lucinda. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. My <laughs> 1.6 standards. <laughs> you did well, Brent. 1.4 now was on. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your story with the Spark community. You are incredible. Thank you. No, thank you for having me on. It was so nice chatting. And um, yeah, let's do it again. IRL. I love it. All right. That wraps this episode of Spark TV. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. That helps other amazing female founders like you find us and grow too. You can also follow along on Instagram at Spark Founders Program for daily business inspiration and DM us with a guest you'd like to hear from next. Or even join our community at sparkfoundersprogram.com. Thank you for being here. And if no one tells you today, you got this.